Welcome to It's Happening Now at the Generation Center, the growing place for growing people. Now, prepare your heart to receive life through the preached Word of God. Let's go into the sanctuary. Praise God. Amen. Yeah, not you when you're hungry. I wanted to talk about, uh, you see in the, the commercial they got a guy is playing football. But he has taken on the identity of Betty White. Yeah. And, and, you know, Betty White playing football. Of course, Betty White is, is, a, is well, she's gone on, you know, to be with the Lord relatively. I don't know how she lives her life, but praise God. But that's not the point. What I'm saying, she's, you know, she's passed away. And, uh. Uh, Betty White, uh, you know, she's there and she's running a route, but she's not really running. She's like walking it. And, you know, of course, she gets thrown a pass and gets blasted and tackled and comes back to the huddle. And, you know, he's like, you know, man, what is going on with you? And, and uh, she's like, oh, get off my back. You've been on me all day, you know. And then uh, they, the girl there gives the guy a Snickers and the guy revives back to his proper identity uh-huh because he you know he ate a Snickers and the snick and the commercial says uh, you're not yourself when you're hungry and Snickers satisfies uh so that that stood out to me uh and and girls I need you all to get off of social media and I need you to to focus, Amen, um, Amen. This this distract this is a huge distraction, and it's really killing your mind. That means now, praise God, and not to get, that means put it up, Amen, Amen. So um, it is. There is things that would have you identify as something else, uh, things that, you know, we were living, uh, some of us ourselves are walking around, many of us, in fact, all of us, in one way or another, are walking around as Betty White, amen, and the thing here is that uh, you need, when you're not yourself, and I want to just pause right here, you're not yourself, uh, we talked about the fact that Moses talked about the burning bush, and we talked about the fact uh, a couple weeks ago that God called Moses to him through the burning bush. And after he responded, God responded by asking, after Moses responded to God, God asked Moses to remove his sandals because he was on holy ground. Last week, we talked about the fact that shoes uh, are a symbol of uh, pr uh, pride in a sense, right? Shoes are a symbol of status. Right, the more the better shoes you got, the better, the higher up you're supposed to be in society. Right? Uh -huh. Can somebody say Amen? And so, uh, what God said uh, to Moses, if you were to apply it here in in this in our understanding, He told Moses, why did He tell Moses to remove his shoes? Why? Because the dirt was holy. Uh, no, it was more has to do with the place that he was at. He wanted Moses to be bare in the place that he was at. 
And so God was calling, and when he's calling Moses to him to the burning bush and calling him to a place and telling him he needs to be bare, he was telling him to remove that which any type of status symbol that you would have, anything that would keep your feet from touching the ground, anything that would keep your feet elevated. He was telling them that there's something that you need to take off. There's something that you have put on yourself uh, to declare a status, declare a, a symbol of your status. And God is saying, uh -uh, that doesn't belong. You need to take that off when because the place that you're at, the place that you're at right now, I want to contact you. I want to make contact with you. Can somebody say amen? Uh, hallelujah. We must respond. Watch this. God is calling us. Thank God that he's calling us. Thank God for the burning bush. Uh-huh. We were reading that earlier. Thank God that he sent the famine. Thank God for the burning bush that he sends in the middle of what we've always been doing. It was, Moses was tending the flock and he saw the burning bush and it interrupted his regularly scheduled program. Thank God for his mercy that he keeps sending burning bushes and famines in our lives to wake us up so that we could turn aside from what we normally have been doing. Hallelujah. So God calls, is calling us away from something. Uh, we must respond to God's call. Uh, so it's, we can be thankful for all the times that he's given us mercy. But at some point in time, we got to respond to his call. We got to respond by turning aside. Moses turned aside to see about the burning bush. Uh, he stopped his regularly pro, uh, scheduled program. God is calling all of us to turn aside from the way that we've always been doing things, the way that we've been always thinking, and come to see. He's trying to get our attention. There is something that, that we must that we have taken on, an identity marker that we have taken on that God is saying, uh-uh, nah, -uh, that's not who you are. You that's not yourself. Uh, uh, you're not yourself when you eat other things. You're not yourself when you ingest uh, other identity. You got uh, uh, hallelujah. You're not yourself when you are hungry. You got to eat a Snickers. Uh, and so today I'm saying you're not yourself uh, when hallelujah when you're hungry for identity. You need to ingest the word of God. Can somebody say amen? Uh, you're not yourself. You've been living beneath your means. You've been under the weather. You have been with the world on your shoulders. You've been living in darkness. You've been identify your identity searching. You have all, all of these things that indicates a misalignment with the Lord. Hallelujah. All of these things uh, mis, uh, in, uh, identifies a misalignment with the Lord. Those things indicate a misalignment with the world, with, with the Lord. What am I saying? I'm saying that uh, because of these things in life, those struggles, the, the, our tendencies, the things that we do are an indication that there is a misalignment with the world, the Lord, rather. Can somebody say amen? And so if we look at our text, we can see uh, the, the example of a man. Uh, Jesus was telling this story. He was telling a parable. A parable is a story that is true, uh, hallelujah, but it's not, uh, it's, tell, it's a story about the truth, but it's not a actual true story. So it's a symbolic story that brings about the, an understanding of the truth. Can somebody say amen? And so here, Jesus is telling this story, 
about, he's telling this story about, hallelujah, a man, uh, a, a young man, uh, or a man that had two sons. And one of these sons told the father, right? He told the father that, you know what, give me everything that I'm owed. Mm -hmm. He took all of his stuff. Give me everything that I'm owed. And uh, the father gave it to him. And he, you know, he, that's what he said. He divided up his living. We're in uh, chapter 15, verse 11. Uh-huh. And uh, that's what, you know, we do. We uh, First of all, I want to understand that he was the son of a father. When you're the son of a father, you have birthrights. You got things that are fallen to you, that are in, uh, that are owed to you, right? Your father, uh, when you're living under your father's house, you have, uh, when I lived at 16732, uh, I can go to the faucet and get some water. I didn't have to pay for it. Yeah, I, I could, and I did it all the time. I could go to the refrigerator and open it up and just sit there and look, right? Didn't have to do anything, right? Because I was in my father's house. I was aligned with my father. I was able to access everything that he owed. Uh-huh. Yeah. I even thought, I even abused some of those privileges. Amen. I went into my father's uh, bedroom, and, and my parents' bedroom, and I opened up my father's chest, and I went and used some of my father's cologne. I did that all the time. Right? Amen. I know I got, he, he told me some things about it, but ultimately, I still had access to it because I was with, I lived in my father's house. Can somebody say amen? So there's things that we have access to when we live inside our father's house. Hallelujah. We have inheritance. There's some things, again, that, that my kids have access to uh, because they live in my house. Amen? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they have access to my electricity, right? The electricity that's powering the phones that they own right now. Amen. They, uh, they have access to that. Amen. They have access to these things because they're living in my father's house, in their father's house. Let me move on. Amen. So, uh, so the identity is aligned with the father. Your identity, uh, my kids' identity are aligned with me. Who they are is through me. Can somebody say amen? Uh, I, I don't have this experience. I don't have this experience, but some have the experience where they don't know or don't have contact, or didn't have contact with their father, and and that provides. I don't have that, but what I've what I've seen and what I've heard is that that provides some conflict in that person's identity and their feeling of self worth when they're not connected with their father. Am I talking crazy? Okay, I don't I don't know this to be true uh, uh, as from experience. Okay, can somebody say amen? But your, your identity is wrapped up in who your father is. Can somebody say amen? In knowing your father. I'm going somewhere with this. I'm going somewhere with this. I'm going to work through this. Lord, help me. Hallelujah. And so, uh, uh, watch this. Your, where is your identity? Your and I's identity is wrapped up in the father and is delineated in Genesis 1, 26. In Genesis chapter 1, 26, it says, and God said, and God said, 
let us make man in our own image. I want to stop right there. It's not what uh, 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 what uh, Johnny Joe said. It was not what Susie Sue said. It, it ain't what uh, this and that person said. It's what God said. This is from God. He said, let us make man in our own image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female. He created them. That's the kingdom. That's the kingdom alignment. Hallelujah. And then God blessed them. And then uh, he blessed them with things. But then man walked away from that. That parallel, watch this. There's a parallel between Genesis chapter 1 and Genesis chapter 3 and the story of the prodigal son. There's a parallel. It's the same story. Because watch this. That man, that, that son who was living in the father's house took out everything that the father had given him inside of his house and walked off and went outside of that and lived in a way that was outside of what his father, what he was supposed to have done. Can somebody say amen? And then uh, he, he had blown everything that he had. He took everything and twisted it up. He had riches and he twisted it up. He went and lived in, among harlots and, and, and people that sold themselves. Can somebody say amen? He went and blew it all. He went and blew it all. He, this man went and blew it all to follow his passions. He went and blew it all. He wasted his inheritance living with harlots, people that sold themselves out. He went to live, he blew it all on them. He's living with people that were willing to sell themselves out. Can somebody say amen? He spent it all. And it said, when he had spent it all, there arose a mighty famine in the land. There was something else that drove him back. Can somebody say, drove him back too? He drove him back to it. It's something that God put a famine in the land that drove him back to God. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of the country. Watch this. Um, when you're away from God, when you, when you figure out, when you lose who you are, you'll join yourselves to people that you ain't supposed to be joined to. Can somebody say amen? Uh, this person that joined themselves, taking on another identity, went to join themselves to people they're not supposed to join to, uh, went outside, hooked up with people that were selling themselves out blowing their inherent, following his passions. Watch this. And when he had spent it all, there was a mighty famine in the land, and he began to be in want. Hallelujah. And joined himself to a citizen of the country, and he sent him to his fields to feed the swine. He sent him to do something that he was not supposed to be doing. Watch this. And this is the verse that we're going to stand on today, verse 15, or chapter 15, verse 16, that he would fain have filled his body with the husk of the swine, did eat, and no man gave unto him. He was looking and contemplating eating the same trash as the pigs in the pen. But verse 17, and here's the thing. And when he, but he came, and when he came to himself, which means he was Betty White there running routes, getting tackled. Yeah, and so were we. Betty White running, getting tackled, blasted, talking about, come on, man, living as something else. But thanks be to God for the Snickers that he's given us on this morning. 
He's saying, take this word. I'll take this word. You're not yourself. You're not yourself. Take this word and ingest it and understand that you're mine. Understand that, you, that, that you're not that. Take, don't take on any identity from the world. Take on who you are from me. I am your creator. And when he came to himself and he realized how many hired servants of the father had bread enough to spare and I perished with hunger. When you have been outside of yourself, you have, we have been playing like Betty White. It's time to eat a Snickers. It's time to ingest the words and, and say the same thing that he, the, the man said. I will arise and go to my father and I will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. That's how we got to turn it around. You got, we have. You, me, everyone has the opportunity now to turn it around. This is Pastor Curtin, and I thank you for listening to the It's Happening Now podcast. We pray that you were blessed by the word of God today. Join us in person Wednesday, 7 p.m., for the table Bible studies and Sundays at 10.30 a.m. for morning worship. The Generation Center is located at 365 East 156th Street in Cleveland, Ohio, 44110. You can also reach us on the web at www.thegencenter.org. That's T-H-E-G-E-N-C-E-N-T-E-R.org. Like us on Facebook. Listen, we're going to the new level that God has called us, and we're going together. So let's go.